TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and believe it or not, I found him again, my brother from another mother, coming on to join us as he does every single week for the 495th week in a row. Dr. Damien Christoph, how are you, great man? Hello, Pierce. I'm great. Thank you, mate. Uh, I hope you're great too. Had such a great weekend away. I was actually up in Brisbane over the weekend, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, there's a vast difference in the temperature. I got to tell you, uh, but Brisbane's coming a long way. It's really good. Had a great time. Did you have a good weekend? I did, and and shout out to friend who never listens to the podcast, Alessandro, who probably made your dinner on the Saturday night in Brisbane uh, yes. at one of the best restaurants in yeah. Brisbane town. Um, it's a cracking yes. city, Brisbane. It is an absolute belter of yeah. a city, probably the most underrated city in the Southern Hemisphere, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with you. I would agree with you. Definitely underrated, and people talk it down. I don't know why. I mean, the the view on the river is beautiful. That whole, like, setup that they've got under the Story Bridge there with the wharves, where they've got all the restaurants and the bars and stuff, it's just unbelievable. And then Fortitude Valley, you know, let's put aside the girls being dragged up the hill by their hair by their girlfriends, you know, <laughs> vomiting um, with blood pouring out their ears. Let's put that aside. Fortitude Valley is unbelievable. You know, <laughs> like, really, it's so fantastic. And then you've got Redbud Bay. There's a whole bunch of different great places to go to. So, Look yeah. You. You're sounding like a local. You know more places than I do. I just call it the Valley. <laughs> Um, now, there's been a bit happening in between you going to Brisbane and me having a, a weekend of wild family activities. Uh, the Commonwealth's head of state, the Queen, has passed away at the incredible age of 96. And I think it is um, it is incumbent upon us that we talk about not not just the legacy of the Queen, but the longevity lessons of the Queen. And I did a bit of research, Damo. And I haven't consumed a lot of news about the Queen. I, uh, my media head is like, gosh, the wall-to-wall coverage of the Queen's death. Um, I'm going to just say it right now. It's fatiguing, but for the people that love it, that's okay. But here is what I find fascinating about the Queen. She was born in 1926 when life expectancy was 70.6 for a baby girl and the chance of living to 100 was only 3.4%. She has outlived her life expectancy by an entire generation, like a generation more of someone born in 1926. And I think that's hard, difficult to conceive when you consider that she was born, um, you know, 13 years before World War II, um, lived through, or the exact years of World War I are going to escape me, but went through World World War II, went through a number of different major events on the planet, um, but she does get ticks across the board for what we say are the three key ingredients to longevity. Yeah, well, de- definitely she does, and I need to get you off my screen here because I, I'm seeing pauses and I'm getting distracted. So anyway, but you are right. You are absolutely right. Um, I was actually listening to a story the other day, and when it comes to purpose – um, she was devoted, but I was listening to a story the other day that I found totally fascinating. When 
we were first looking to become a republic, and I don't know who was doing that, whether it's Bob Hawke. Malcolm, was, well, Malcolm Turnbull, if it's 1999, Malcolm unless you're talking Turnbull. earlier. Yeah. Yeah, might have been. I think it might have even been earlier because I don't think it was. It might have been earlier, back when Bob Hawke was in. I've got a feeling that he was trying to do it as well. Um, she said, regardless of which way the Australian population wants to go, I will continue to serve to my fullest extent, to my fullest ability. And uh, and she said, you know, no hard feelings if you want to go to be a republic, all that sort of stuff. So she didn't get charged by stuff. Like, didn't make her angry that we wanted mm. to leave. You know, she's kind of like. She's probably going, you know what, can you guys just hurry up and get on with it and leave home? But that's probably what she was saying. But uh, she was like, it's okay if you don't want to. If you want to stay at home and you want to stay with us in another palace room, that's not a problem. We've got plenty of rooms here. We can fit you. Um, but she wasn't perturbed by it. But what she did say is that if you stay, I will continue to govern and look after you to my fullest potential i think that's unbelievable how good's that and and don't you find because a lot of people you know talk about this and then a lot of people don't talk about this but the very fact that you don't really get to choose um and let's not harp on this point too much but you don't really get to choose your um life when you're in the royal family um and she was very young when she became the queen and she Mm-hmm. Upon becoming the queen, um, made it very clear that she would devote her life to the people which she served. Which, when you think about it, in 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 that context, the age of which she became the queen, um, those life purpose challenges, whether she may have wanted to do other things with her life, but that was just never going to happen because of the position that she was in, which we don't know any of that. But it's always interesting when someone is born into a family where um, in many in many ways, the only way to explain it is their, their choices are limited. We kind of say they've got so much money, they could do whatever they want. But when you also consider the Hair to the throne, or where they are in line, it's 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 a bit more nuanced than that. But don't you find it remarkable that someone like the Queen did what she did for seven decades? I mean, seven decades. I know. Yeah, I know. Especially when you consider that uh, these days it's expected that you're going to have seven careers. You know, seven decades, right? She's just done the one job. I talk she's about seven-year cycles in career all the time, and she's done that like 10, 10, 10 cycles of seven, like in one yeah. career. Like it's just. That is unbelievable. And I don't think it would be that easy. Could you imagine living in a country where the tabloids are on you nonstop? I mean, you couldn't – I don't think she – did she really put a foot wrong? I don't think she really did. I don't – I never really saw no, my it. Media, no, my media hat is always, or even just like, you know, drama hat. It's like, you know, a lot of series that are almost devoted to making drama out of someone that was really – like you said earlier, she was very level-headed and she did behave with grace and no one knows really what happens behind the scenes of anyone's life. Plates. I she smashed plates <laughs> through, you know, Royal Dalton, <laughs> fine bone china across the room. I reckon King Charles would have copped a, a couple of cups to the head a few times, I'm sure of it. It's I reckon she would have been very firm, very firm. But she <laughs> did come across, in the way that you spoke about the referendum example, yes. She did come yes. across as someone that was very level-headed and could see the, what is it, the trees from the forest. She could actually forest get clarity um, quite easily. Helen Pocock has said the drama was with the kids yeah. <laughs> uh, and I the grandkids, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think that's just something that we can all 
um, heed is like, what are you devoted to? Like, what brings you purpose that you are genuinely have a feeling of devotion to? Because a lot of people don't feel a level of devotion to what they do in their nine to five hours. Like listening to you, Damo, talk about your profession and and your professional standards, it is a devotion. Like you have a devotion to the people in your community, uh, the people that you serve, um, other chiropractors and naturopaths, professional devotion. A lot of people don't feel that devotion. Their devotion is to their paycheck. Um, but I just think it's really it's a great example, and I'm not saying we all got to go out and be royals, but it is a great question of like, what do I want to devote my waking hours to? Because, um, you know, the Queen did it with a plum, and that's. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Damo's, Damo's just, I love this. <laughs> I want to start singing a bit of ONJ. And I am hopelessly devoted to you too. I love that. I think all of the copyright lawyers are now onto us. They're going to take us to court for our millions and squillions. That was just a little bit there. That's totally fine. That was not for any financial gain. That was just a bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you want to get the real version of that, not my version, because that was just that I did break into song just then. That did sound like a living intro, <laughs> uh, but that was taken from the soundtrack. Oh, you bring up so Owen. You bring up Owen yeah. and um, you think, gee whiz, we have lost some iconic females in the last some short period total, of time. Absolute queens, mm. queens, queens, totally. Um, yeah, so great question. What are you devoted to at the moment? I'm devoted to my practice and my family, um, and probably. Uh, I would say it's family first, then practice, then golf. But it could be. Some people might think that it's golf before. <laughs> it depends um, who you I ask. So. <laughs> now I love doing golf. I do love doing golf, and it's a couple of days a week. But it's a couple of games a week. But family is my number one priority. It's the most people that I call is family. The most people I have conversation with is family, and there's my practice um, by miles. And so. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm devoted to, and I love it. Jesus, oh, I, love it. I love that for you. Now, I don't want to. Um, I, I could be wrong here, but uh, from my understanding, that the Queen did tick off incredibly well. Our second tenet of longevity, and that is movement. My brief mm. consumption of obituaries and um, conversation around the Queen was that she had her final photos at Balmoral going for a walk, which were two days before her death. Now, please, wow. fact-checkers, don't come to me, ABC, telling me that it wasn't two week- two days, it was two weeks. My whole point is that she had a quality of life up until her death that um, most people in society do not have. And I do think, one, when you've got a great purpose, but two, when movement is a regular part. I mean, a lot of people knew that the, the Queen loved to walk. Um, and given her, you know, um, her um, the fact that she couldn't just go for a walk around the block, she was walking the grounds of her, of her properties, but she loved to keep active. And I do think that that had a great impact on the fact that she lived to 96 years of age. What say you? Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and the, I mean, we—they are the tenets that we've, you know, kind of uncovered the secrets to longevity, purpose, and movement. Um, I think that's really, you know, it's it's a great observation. 
But I know you also walk a lot, PC. Every day you get out. And you do I want to walk more. Do a little walk. I want to. I think yeah, of Icardia. I think of Icardia. And we are going back there. We'll talk a bit more about that at the end of this episode. We spoke about it entirely last week. But I was thinking about that hikes. You know, hikes because in Icardia they do not move uh, to get from you know just to go for a walk. They go for a walk mm. to their neighbor's house, <laughs> which is a, a bit right. of a hike along the goat track. Um, yeah, true. You know, but. I do miss. I've got to bring more of that into my life. Just I, I, I chuck a blocky and walk and talk on phone calls and everything. But um, yeah, I do think movement is. You know, she had that vitality, didn't she? She was in good nick. Yeah. I actually, it did actually catch me by surprise that she passed away. I have to tell you because, you know, it was only a few days prior to that that she was, you know, bringing the new prime minister and she was doing these sorts of things and these are all like high level executive functions. So she must have taken a turn really quickly. Um, and she always looked like she was okay. She always looked like she was doing fine. You know, you, you, you would have, I'm sure even a few weeks ago, people would have been betting money that she'd outlive her mum, you know, because she just always looked like she was tip-top. So, um, and that has to be to do with at least those top two things, their purpose and movement, no doubt about it. Or maybe it was to do with her, you know her Earl Grey tea she had in the morning, and possibly um, the the ginger biscuit and chocolate cake that she used to have for morning tea. Um, it could be that. It could be the 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 couple of points of sandwiches that she used to like having, and you know it could be all that that food thing that we that we spoke about at one point. But I don't think so. I think it was everything else. Thanks, Domo. Yes, I was referencing uh, that we spoke about the Queen's diet on episode 489. Uh, Yeah, you thought your AirPods had died. Um, Where we did have a look at the 18 elements of the Queen's diet in a bit of a um, half uh, serious fashion. Um, So we've spoken about her purpose. We've spoken about movement. And in the third component of longevity that we found to be absolutely vital is an active social life. And let's be honest, I think a day didn't go by where the queen um, uh, wasn't with someone and, and actually having to engage with humanity. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, we we would like I would really love to think that all of her interactions were great and happy interactions, but of course there's been drama, hasn't there? There's been a lot of drama. We often talk about the drama making you a little bit tougher. Um, surviving stuff that's been challenging, you know, like a world war um or a holocaust, you know, the people that did those sorts of things seem to get on and live a long time. So I'm sure that there was friction enough that made her tough enough, you know, like it's the friction that makes the skin tough. And that's what she she really embodied that. But I, I do agree that her social life would have been full. Like it, it must have been so full, people always there. I don't think that she just got to sit on the throne and read a book, whichever <laughs> throne you're thinking about. But I just think that, you know, she would have, she would have been flat chat, like always having to be somewhere, someone rocking up, bringing gifts, asking her questions, sign this, do this little autograph for little Johnny, like all these sorts of things. I'm sure she would have had you know quite a lot on her plate. But I think that speaks to the purpose, the movement, and the engagement. And we could definitely throw in there, like you say, the social component as well, very social and engaged social life. And just even in the way that she was social, there's so many people, like literally millions of people, that have been acknowledging how the the queen made that person that she was 
connecting with feel like the only person in the room. It's almost like what I would loosely call the Nelson Mandela effect because people felt that Nelson Mandela would make you feel like the most important person even if there were hundreds of people all around you. People taking photos or sharing stories of the Queen looking them in the eye and smiling and calling them by their first name. And just those three things, looking people in the eye, smiling and calling people by their name, it's, it's... I don't want to say it's rare as hen's teeth, but it is the minor minority behaviour of a lot of people these days. And if you look at the Queen and the, and the example that she set socially, they're great. They're great lessons and great little clues on how to really engage with humanity in a meaningful manner. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. That whole present time consciousness piece is, you know, it's so important to be present with somebody. And actually, somebody said to me recently about you that you always, they always feel like when they're with you that you're right there with them. So, you know, if we th- if we consider these these few things, like we think about there's movement there, we think about purpose, uh, we think about um, social, and then we think about present time consciousness. You're espousing, you're em- you are embodying four of the top values that the Queen also had that kept her alive. And Piercy, I'm going to lay a bet that you will live at least to 96 years oh, yeah. because of those four things. Right? Oh, you're very kind. I thought you were talking to the listeners when you were saying, oh, you're very kind. You. I thought when you were saying you, you were talking to our listeners. And now I'm like, I think he's talking about me. Oh, Dave, bro. Thanks, brother. Uh, that's very kind of you. Um, and that's beautiful. And I would say the same about you, which I think is why we feel so, uh, we've got a bromance that knows no boundaries, uh, because, yeah. Heidi Binder says that she was a mechanic in the war. Is that true? The queen. Again, these are the kind of stories that that come out when. She get her hands dirty. She was like Charlene from Neighbours. (laughs) She was a mechanic. Unbelievable. There you go. That's impressive. Yeah, and Helen Pogo says, people want to feel heard and seen, and that's 100%, and you don't have to be the queen to make that um, happen. You can do that uh, right now, today, this evening, tomorrow. So uh, some awesome lessons from the queen. Damo, is there anything else you want to share? Oh, we've got to talk dates because there's a lot happening in the 100 Not Outland coming up. So going to work backwards, going to work backwards from here, going to go out long Mm. and then come back to the immediate. So... First thing first, June 12th next year, we will be at at the terminal at the Athens airport with a selection of human beings getting ready to fly the 55-minute flight from Athens to Ikaria. Now, there are some people Mm -hmm. listening or watching this right now that are only hearing this for the first time. And so let it be known, it is back. It is happening. Mm -hmm. First time since 2019, our 100 Not Out longevity experience, June 12 to 21. It's 10 days Mm -hmm. on the island where people forget to die. All the details are at 100notout.com. It's by application only. Damo and I have to put you through the griller. Before the ringer, we know under the grill, through the ringer, whatever it is. Um, yeah, before we know that you are coming with us. But if you want to go through yes. that gauntlet that is chatting to Damo or myself, reach out to you the other day, Cara and Mitch. Did they reach out? Uh, you're putting them under the bus because no, unless their email went to spam or it's on some DM service that I'm not in, you know, like some, some folder in Instagram or Facebook, which I haven't seen. Um, like with Cara. All right, so yes, you can apply. You fill out the form. It'll take you 30 seconds, and then we'll go mm-hmm. through the process. Um, so that's that's in mm-hmm. nine months. 
Um, now, in about or oh, maybe a month from when this comes out, Damo yes, is is yeah. performing. And when I say perform, I mean perform. perform. <laughs> Damo is performing live on yeah. Wednesday, the 19th of October, with another special edition of Crack Your Stress Code. Damo, tell us more. Where is it happening? Crack Your Stress Code will be happening at Sandy by the Bay. And so that's the footy club just in Sandringham where the Zebras play. Um, significant feeder to the St Kilda Football Club. And we will um, we will pack out that auditorium, that little uh, club room there. And then it's highly likely, Piercy, and I'm just going to say this, it's highly likely <laughs> that there'll be a cameo appearance, a cameo guest appearance from the great man Marcus Piercy himself <laughs> because that day we will likely, for the first 20 minutes of that particular presentation, we will likely record a live episode um, our 500th episode of 100 Not Out. So if you want to be in the audience, it's it's at it's at Sandy by the Bay. It's the Crackiest Stress Code event. It's the 19th of October. And if you want to be part of the 500th episode, be there at that particular event and you will be part of the 500th. That's a history-making event. That is that is history making. We might almost need a couple of special guests because you and I doing it ourselves might just not be worthy enough of the occasion. But we have been the consistent. We've been the we've been the consistent ones on five hundred episodes. But I'm going to say ninety nine point nine 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 percent. I'm going to be there for our five hundredth mm-hmm. episode. Um, Amazing. I crack your stress code. That's October nineteen, um, and and literally four days before then is the. Also, the first time since 2019, my two-day event, Create Your Exceptional Life, will be happening in Byron Bay, Saturday, October 15 and 16. Um, all the details are at marcuspierce.com.au forward slash Byron Bay. How's that for a really hard-to-remember URL? My name, forward slash Byron Bay. Um, so you've got Byron Bay, you've got Sandy by the Bay, and you've got Ikaria 2023. On the Bay. Ikari on the bay, Nas on the bay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Down by the bay, down by the bay. Sorry, I'm singing kids songs now where the watermelons grow. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Sorry, I I interrupted you. You were going to say something? Well, Trudy's just dropped up our little uh, URL there. So it's if you can write this one down, eventsframe.com forward slash E forward slash P. <laughs> no, I'll pop it in the show notes. <laughs> forward slash crack dash your. Oh, oh that's code. too funny. That's, good that's the best. Um, that'll be in the show notes. Yep, that'll be in the show notes. Trudy, can you please email me that? I'll pop it in the show notes. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on episode 495 of 100 Not Out, longevity lessons from the Queen. Go back to 489 to find out all about the Queen's diet. She's been a great icon when it comes to um, living uh, a qu- with quality longevity and not just average longevity. So here, here to the Queen, um, a great part of everybody's life. Damo, thank you for your wisdom as always on this episode of 100 Not Out. Thank you, PC. Great thought to actually explore that and to celebrate the Queen and uh, what a great job that she did do um, and the legacy that she leaves. And, um, yeah, well, how how lucky were we to be alive when the Queen was ruling? Mm, Unbelievable. Absolutely. Well said. Um, for more on Damo, head over to DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch.